0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Why, hello there.
1: I'm Rob Black. Sitting in for Roberto Negro. Talking all things financial and your doleros um election i guess we can say check got it over with sort of vaccine check stimulus question mark senate question mark distribution of vaccine question mark reopening of schools and arenas question mark The Summer Olympics, question mark. But those are the things that will line up now. Those are the things that we're expecting to eventually check. They're all positives. Here's some negatives. Ten-year treasury moving higher, check. Inflation, question mark. Strength of recovery, question mark. You kind of have to have a list in your head. But ultimately, I like where we are. I looked at my 401k yesterday because I saw the markets open at a record high. And I wanted to see my net worth. Is it at a record high? Because I'm concentrated in Microsoft and Apple and Google. Nike and Disney is not at a record high, but it's close to a record high. So that made me feel good. A lot of what worked in 2020 will not work for the rest of 2020. I can't imagine Apple coming out with something tomorrow like a 6G phone. They've already come out with a 5G phone this year. I can't imagine Facebook having a more sensationalized year than everyone hates each other for who you voted for. (laughs) Are they going to cram something in special for Facebook in the last 60 days to to change my mind? Probably not. Lots going on out there, right? Big stories of winners for the year 2020 starting to go sideways to maybe down. One of the companies that I'm going to like post-COVID that was a COVID darling was Peloton. Pre-COVID, Peloton was catching on intelligently. They had a product that was slick and cool. And they had people like Howard Stern in the media talking about him on a daily basis of like, this is such a good product. I love it. Was he paid? I don't know. Beyonce's getting paid, though. All single ladies, all single ladies, all single ladies, all single ladies. A song to me that's all about Female Empowerment is actually one of the most requested songs on Peloton. So they went out and struck a deal with her and said, hey, Beyonce, ye of extensive wisdom, how can you help my company? And she's like, well, I like meditation and running. I like cycling and exercising. And how about we work together on some programs? And Peloton's like, that's a great idea. How much do we have to pay you? And she's like, oh, that's going to be a a much more difficult conversation than the simple one. So she's branded herself now as a Peloton member for several years and a spokesperson going forward. That's a good spokesperson. I'm telling you, there's a couple spokespeople out there that I I would really, really like. If I can get, who would I want to sponsor me? Oprah or Beyonce? Ooh, that's a good question. If you're young, I think you want Beyonce. Oh, Mr. T is on Soul Cycle. Oh, Mr. T, you missed it. Soul Cycle's dead now. Do you remember when we all? Would... Do you know we would go to cycling classes and Soul Cycle would be like, let's put let's put these exercise bikes in the pool. It'll be an even different type of resistance, and people will pay us good money to come and hang out with us. Well, that didn't work out terribly well for SoulCycle. Peloton up and beat them. SoulCycle had the wrong celebrity endorsement. Mr. T is not the one you want. You want Beyonce or you want Oprah. And if you're a younger product, you probably want Beyonce. And if you're more mature and you want to sell like butterball turkeys, you probably want Oprah. I know you're saying, was that a shot at Oprah's weight? no. She came out with a list of her favorite things, and a couple years ago, because I'd go to see the in-laws and stuff, she had what are called Greenberg turkeys. They're smoked turkeys from some family in Texas that I guess they smoke turkeys every Thanksgiving, and people buy them and they go, "Oh, did you get a Greenberg turkey for Thanksgiving?" And if you did it, you're a loser in Texas or something like that. I got one of Oprah's favorite things because I thought it'd be a funny conversation piece. I'm not a big fan of smoked turkey. Is is my answer for you. It smelled, it tasted like this, the turkey was smoking cigarettes the day it died. It was that smoky. I know you're saying that's quite an image, Mr. Black. Okay, so we had a really good day in the market. We've had a really good five days. Today is not a day to really worry about the war. The Pfizer-BioNTech yesterday vaccine news, it's percolating. It's still there. Eli Lilly announced it's re- vi- received emergency use authorization for an investigational neutralizing antibody called Blam-Lan-Vimab. Blam-Mab-Vimab. mab is a show on me trying to pronounce biotech names. And that's the start of it right there. Uh, it's for patients 12 years or older who are higher risk of progressing to severe cases of COVID. So it's basically uh, something you can give someone to curb the effects of COVID. It is a treatment. It is not a vaccine, but we have a vaccine. Now we have a pretty good treatment, it looks like. <clears throat> Throw that on top of rims Devere and other treatments, and you're like, we made some good progress. I heard more than one Wall Street analyst yesterday graduate Pfizer for basically Helping the human race. I was like, that's pretty dramatic. Do I disagree with it? No. Beyond Meat's taking it on the chin today, down twenty percent. <laughs> I love it when a stock falls twenty percent. Um, only because I'm not in it. If I was in it, I'd like be boohoo, weepy, weepy. But it's plant based proteins. McDonald's kind of made their own plant-based protein burger. And they're probably going to like their own and sell their own more so than outsourcing. But also the sales for Beyond Meat were just miserable. Um, I'll use Beyond Meat two times a month right now. I'll throw it in like a spaghetti sauce or some sort of heavy cream sauce. Because you can't really tell the difference between that and a hamburger. Um... But I'm not like, I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not anything like that. And they're not getting a lot of sales from me, but what they said in their conference call, and I just find this one weird. I love conference calls. They said a lot of Americans bought our product in the second and third in the second quarter and put our product in the freezer. And while the pandemic didn't hit to the point that they had to go to their freezer for meats. They started going to restaurants, and they started getting DoorDash instead. Beyond Meat's problematic because of that. They're saying people are storing our product, and they're not consuming it. So there's no need to go out and buy more because you already got some in the freezer. Kind of a weird thing in a conference call, no? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
1: Little Mizio. I am tired of seeing people, pretty people everywhere. I'm not a bottle. Little fingers in the air. That sums up my life. My sugar booger, as I would like to refer to her, my spouse, my sweetie, my honey, my love, dated an underwear model before she dated me. She likes to remind me of that. So I like to remind her that I dated a Playboy model, and I, in fact, married one. (laughs) But I'm not a model. And I know why... I know why someone like that likes someone like me. <laughs> I used to drink whiskey. Now I'm stuck with Perrier. I am an alcoholic. Middle fingers in the air. Um, I like Mizio. I that song for some reason. It just it kind of sums up where I come from. Uh, I'm not beautiful. I'm not smart. Uh, I just work harder than you. I don't have a six pack. If you look really closely, I've got like a two-pack kind of stomach. A left side and a right side. Best compliment, insult that was ever given to me was, I like a little little puffiness on my men. (laughs) She's trying to be nice to me, and she called me puffy. Anyhow, and anyway, you get the point. Um, my job is to outwork you when it comes to money. Your job is to outwork me and give me something back. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being a part of it. Um, thanks for understanding that Beyonce striking a deal with Peloton is a big story as a brand ambassador. It's again, Justin Bieber selling out Crocs with one tweet. Beyonce is going to help Peloton for the foreseeable future. And whatever they had to spend on her was probably a good spend. Inside that story, there was another little teeny tiny story. Um, so Beyonce is going to curate classes. Who cares? Not me. I'll throw a middle finger to that one. I, I don't need a celebrity to, to induce me to work out. But inside that that press release, Beyonce announced that this is all tied up with homecoming season, which is kind of a college thing, right? Um, but this isn't your typical college season or homecoming season, but as part of the deal with Peloton, students at 10 HBCUs, which is an HBCU, an HBCU, it's a historically black college and university. They're going to get a two-year membership to Peloton's app, and the company said it will pursue long-term recruiting partnerships at both the internship and undergraduate level. There's kind of a Black Lives Matter thing going there. And I'll be honest with you, that's good press. If I could, if I could partner and with Beyonce and give back to the African-American Black community, it would be good press for me. I know that my audience right now is is probably like wealthy white people. I live in the Bay Area, and there's a, a ton of wealth, so I get it. I think it's a natural extension for Beyonce, who has an activewear line with Adidas called Ivy Park. Um, I don't necessarily like Beyonce's music, but would I want to partner with her? Yes. Beyond meat earnings miss big on declining food service and consumer demand. They're pretty well positioned for the future. Except for they've got some pretty big competition from companies like Nestle. How powerful is Nestle? Listen to this. N-E-S-T-L-E. Nestle makes the very best. Chocolate. That was a commercial in the 1950s, and it stuck in my head. I saw it once, I believe. So sometimes when you're an upstart, a plant-based protein player, you are going to go up against the General Mills. You are going to go up against the Nestle's. You are going to go up against the guys who are already in the grocery stores. And eventually, I believe, Beyond Meat will be acquired by someone who wants that segment to add to their sales in the food aisle at the grocery store. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Elon Musk is in the news. His transport and tunneling company, the boring company, which is a play on the word boring because they dig holes that are designed for tubes to carry people through, maybe cars. They're recruiting people for engineering and operation roles in Austin, Texas. That's an indication that Austin, Texas is about to begin a new project with the boring company. The infrastructure-focused firm praised the Texan city's geology In a tweet saying it provided one of the best soils for tunneling. And they said, Austin Jobs now available. Elon Musk is a magician when it comes to being a CEO. Just when you think you figured out the trick, he wows you. I did see one of the very first commercial tests of putting people in tubes and sending them across the planet fast. In this case, it wasn't overwhelming, but they got up to speeds of 250 miles per hour, and the people lived. So the testing's getting there, and the technology should move forward. I can't imagine why Vegas doesn't open up a hyper tunnel, so to speak, between LA and Vegas. Gets you there in one-fifth the time. You could be gambling tonight or seeing a show or Go into a dance club. Little fact about Rob Black. I, I don't like dance clubs. I think I'm the worst dancer on the planet. At least that's how I feel when I'm doing it. So I could be at a wedding and the sugar booger could say, oh, let's dance. I'm like, no, 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 no. You go, you go. Do that magical circle of women dancing around with each other. You go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm just dancing in my chair right now and it, it looks stupid. Um, Tesla's building a gigafactory and Cybertruck as well as Model 3 and Model Y vehicles in Austin. So it kind of makes sense that he might start another project in Austin on his Boring company. In uh, in September, Tesla said it's looking to employ video game engineers and infotainment software developers in Austin. What's going on in the mind of Elon Musk? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com.
0: Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
1: I brought Black Talk and all things financial, money investing, and more. Beyond Meat had just the most surreal quarter I've ever seen. Um, They missed huge. They were supposed to have a nice quarter, and they had a miserable quarter. And they said COVID. They just shook their head and said COVID. People are stockpiling their product. Restaurants are lumpy at best. Uh, If they're not totally shut down. They they, they they have a partnership with McDonald's, or do they not have a partnership with McDonald's? It was a mess of a quarter. Pizza Hut announced that they have a relationship now with Beyond Meat. It's the first national pizza company to bring a plant-based meat pizza to the masses. It's going to be the Beyond Italian Sausage Pizza, and something called the Great Beyond Pizza. Available for a limited time while supplies last at all traditional pizza locations. Which for me is, that's a cute press release, but I want to go back to that earnings. Like what happened there? Kind of thing. I get the trend, but I kind of want to focus. Why, what went that bad with that quarter? It can't just be people like me saying, well, I, at the grocery store, I should buy some Beyond Meat and put it in the freezer just in case the pandemic takes off again and there's a shortage. That's not acceptable of an answer for me. It was one of the strangest propositions and I don't like propositions. I feel Proposition 22 got passed because Uber and Lyft outspent advertisers uh, outspent the competition or outspent the opposition by something like $200 million. I'm not a big fan of propositions. I don't think the people should be deciding laws. I think the lawmakers should be deciding laws, but call me cuckoo. But San Francisco passed one that no one's really talking about that. I want to talk about briefly. They voted to pass a tax hike on companies that have CEOs who earn disproportionately more than their employees. Dubbed the overpaid executive tax. Proposition L it passed with roughly sixty five percent of the vote, making it the first city to implement tax hikes on both private and public companies based on their CEO to worker compensation ratios. I don't like it. I can tell you why. There's a lot of there's a lot of businesses out there that give people jobs, and some of them are on a mass level. Let me give you. An example of who's going to be big losers on this. Retail. You can't really pay someone who's working behind a cash register, folding clothes, opening fittings, fitting doors, fitting rooms, say a banana Republic gap. You can't really pay someone an engineer's level salary. Now, when you get CEOs versus engineers, you could say, okay, there's some, I get it, I get it. It's high paying job, higher paying job. But when you have a CEO versus a, a retail clerk, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? Instead of revising their pay, companies will choose to pay the tax, resulting in $60 million to $140 million in new revenue for the city per year, is the thought. My thought is the CEO leaves the city. Not the CEO, but the company leaves the city. And it it would have the unintended consequence of having corporate structures go away. Now, I get that the Uber driver makes $9 an hour. I get that the Uber CEO makes $43 million per year. I get the disparity. I just don't think... Propositions are the way to go. I think there's a law of what's called unintended consequences, where you're going to see that job go somewhere else, that corporation go somewhere else. They say that Donald Trump messed up because he likes to sleep in the White House or his hotels, and he doesn't have a hotel in Arizona. They say he messed up because he didn't sleep in Arizona a couple nights. I don't know if that's true or not. The unintended consequence there of not showing up, not sleeping there. I I can tell you, I think he lost Arizona because people in the Bay area said, it's so damn expensive to live in California and the cost of living isn't subsidized like it used to be. The rents are high, the home prices are high, Let's move to Arizona. I think that's what cost Trump Arizona, was people leaving California. I, I, I'm not a politician, and don't even, don't even take that seriously, what I just said. Just grasp that We don't know. But that, to me, is a reflection of uh, the high taxes in the state. It's ridiculous compared that other states have different rules. It's a it's a, an attractive business feature. On this very station a couple of years ago, we used to run advertisements from, I want to say, the Dallas Chamber of Commerce. And it was like, hundreds of businesses are fleeing California to relocate in Dallas, Texas. We got big desserts. We got a big football team. And we got no taxes. Come to Texas, pay no taxes.
0: Um,
1: it's a selling point for a city have a competitive tax structure versus an area like San Francisco I don't like Proposition L only because its intent was beautiful but I don't think it's going to play out the way they want to let's take a look at the markets a battle of wills if you will can the markets move higher after having such an amazing run or are they tired and deserve a break it feels mixed. It feels like the mega caps are underperforming. Microsoft down 2.7% today. Amazon down 2.3%. Facebook down 4%. Somewhere between down 10 and 40%, I buy stocks like that. I like down markets on great companies. Eli Lilly got a COVID-19 antibody treatment fast-tracked by FDA emergency use. So my mother has been hit with a COVID. She might be able to take that drug and recover faster. Or they may look at her and go, you're 80 plus years old. You're as good as dead. We're going to give it to someone who's a little bit younger and healthier.
0: I get it. Hmm. Mother on the lips of children it is God.
1: So we've got some lingering growth optimism um, I would say that's that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Materials, industrials, and utilities doing well today. Utilities are not a good sign. Utilities are so boring. How much electricity are we going to use? How much of it will be solar? How much of it will be coal-based? How much of it will be nuclear? Um, energy's kind of predictable. It's a very boring investment. Not energy, excuse me, utilities. Energy's kind of a different one. I think the energy trade has a, a move up. Again, even with Biden as president, yes, solar stocks are going to do well. They could have done freaking amazing, but there wasn't enough of a blue sweep or blue wave. So that was a sector that looked overly promising. Now it looks good. Oil, to me, was a sector left for dead due to COVID. We're not traveling. We're not using jet fuel. We're not manufacturing things. Not doing big business across the borders. I think oil has a player here. But again, I'm not telling you what to do. 805161220 to each calls on the air. Norwegian cruise line having a conference call right now. They're saying it continues to look at raising money through capital markets, but it's not in a rush. I'm not a cruise line person. Love. Exciting and new set of cords. We're expecting you. To. Did you watch Love Boat? I watched Love Boat as a kid. I loved Friday Nights. I got Love Boat. And I right after that, I got Fantasy Island. I was a fan of the dark Fantasy Island episodes. When Mr. Rourke was like the devil. Le Plain, Le Plain. I always wanted Tattoo as a friend. Hervé Villaché. Dead. <laughs> There's a movie. That was... The worst thing that I ever found myself watching. I think I was in a hotel room or on a flight. And it was an interview with Hervé Villaché, like the night before he died. And a reporter got to know him and a reporter got to understand his story. The darkness that was Hervé. There we go. As a kid, I wanted to go with Captain Steuben and Julie and go for And the waiter, who I can't remember his name, the bartender. <laughs> Every week it was like kind of sexy and kind of like naughty. But Tony Danza was on one too many times, and Charo. Whatever happened to Charo? I know you're saying you've lost your mind. You haven't slept in three A's. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow. Dot com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We talk about the love boat. Take two, video game maker announced release of NBA 2K21 for next generation consoles worldwide. If you look today on your neighbor's porch and there's a package from FedEx, it could be the new Xbox. I'm not saying steal it and sell it. Do not be a porch pirate. It's against the law. Just throwing it out there. But they're coming today. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: So here's a fun plane story. I once was getting on a plane to go on a whirlwind tour adventure with my sugar booger. And the captain comes on. We're about to go to like a third world country. And the captain comes on and goes, welcome. Thanks for flying with us. Don't forget to buckle up your seats. He sounded like Clint Eastwood. It was awesome. I'm like, this is going to be a safe flight, right? It's, there's confidence when your pilot sounds like Clint Eastwood. Then coming back, when I'm in said third world country, the pilot shows up about five minutes before we're going to take off, takes off his shirt, puts on his pilot shirt in front of the passengers. He's 16 years old at best, doesn't have a hair on his body. I'm like, this is not a good feeling. Same trip, different country, different pilot. Boeing is flying higher today as the troubled 737 MAX may finally be cleared for takeoff. Boeing is gaining altitude and providing support for the Dow Jones Industrial Average at a time when the markets are saying, we've gone far and fast, we can't go any farther. But Boeing's a member of the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. They brought grief to the index for the last two years, and now they're bringing relief to the index. According to a report, the FAA is wrapping up a final review of proposed changes to the aircraft and is in line to approve the 737 MAX by November 18. What a colossal screw-up that the first plane got out and it had some problems and people died. And the plane had to be grounded in March of 2019, back in the good old days before COVID. Boeing's backlog of 737 MAX jets has accumulated to a whopping 3,400. They've already built 450 of the planes that, are expected to be delivered but they've had to hold on to them and store them which is a pretty crazy thing when you look at how big an airplane is and i don't know if you notice how big an airplane is because you get on and you're like oh it's kind of a glorified bus no no no, it's glorified 50 buses those are big 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 objects storing them is not easy um i heard was it andrew cuomo Cuomo on Howard Stern yesterday, man, he's, ta- he's taking some shots at uh, Donald Trump. He says Trump has his Trump plane, his big airplane with the name Trump on it, parked at LaGuardia, but the plane doesn't fly. It's just parked there. So he, he accused him of basically it's a big advertising sign. So when you land there, you see this plane that says Trump on it. And you're like, oh, it's just branding. And you're like, do we live in that world? Could that possibly be true? a plane that doesn't fly parked on the runway just so that people can see it, paying to park on said runway. So Boeing has had a challenging year, to say the least. With COVID and with the 737 MAX being grounded, 2019 turned into 2020, and it was a mess. But yesterday, the news started breaking in their favor. Pfizer-BioNTech, COVID-19 vaccine available before year-end, that's going to provide a meaningful boost to the airline industry. I saw that United Airlines added 1,400 flights for uh, Thanksgiving. So they had pared back, they pared back, they turtled up, turtled up, no one's going to fly, COVID's killing people, COVID's still spreading, COVID's super spreader, can't fly, can't fly, can't fly to... oh we're gonna open up 1400 flights, even though everyone on that plane, no one's gonna have a vaccine by Thanksgiving. But that's the way we operate. It's a reopening trade and Boeing's a part of it. The idea of a V-shaped recovery in the airline industry is highly unlikely. Boeing believes that it could take a year to work down the 737 MAX inventory after it resumes deliveries. While the company offloads inventory, new 737 MAX production will be very light, so they're not going to have a lot of costs. Boeing doesn't expect to increase production rates beyond 31 new planes in 2022. That's crazy. They have an order. Let's go back in time here. 3,400. They have 450 in storage, ready to be sold. They're on the car lot, so to speak. And they're, they're making deals to, to offload these things as fast as they can. They're only going to make 20, 31 planes next year? No, no, in 2022. Holy mackerel. That is not a V-shaped recovery. Boeing was training out 52 new 737s per month in 2018, and they're going to make 31 in 2022. They were kicking out 52 a month. Let's do the math and call that 600 a year. They got to go through inventory for all of 2021, and then they're going to build 31 new planes in 2022. Whoa. But it's good news. Is it a trade I would do? I'd consider it. As the old saying goes, I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd consider it. Thank you. I do my own sound effects. It's a show with a budget. American Airlines prices a public offering of 38 million shares. They're issuing shares, 38 million new shares. They're raising money. Keep in mind, this is an airline that bought back shares. Now they're issuing shares. It is kind of a mixed message to people like me. I don't want to buy you. If some years you're buying back shares and some years you're raising money, nah, save some money. <laughs> don't do this financial engineering. It's not my thing. It's too messy for me. And when you're issuing shares, you're diluting current shareholders. That's what I don't like about it. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.newfocusfinancial.com. newfocusfinancial.com. Take care. Let's watch these markets. Be cool. I'm Rob Black.